Germinate is right around the corner and you might be thinking, you know, virtual professional development just lacks engagement for me. And I understand I also want engagement in my professional development. Now, the good news is it's, it's all about the initiative that you take in this environment. Now, I want you to think about two kiddos, and I'm thinking about my own children personally, two soccer fields, right? You have one kid that is the classic poignant on an airplane, flying by, standing in one spot the whole entire time, picking a dandelion. And then you have another kid that is chasing the ball up and down the field, waving their hands and saying, hey, over here, I'm open, kicking the ball, elbows thrown, like completely engaged. Now, the environments are the same, right? They're they're in the same environment. It doesn't impact them one way or another. And what has changed between the two of them is their engagement, right? And because of their engagement, their outcome or their experience is changed. Now, one of those kiddos does not want to play soccer again. I'll let you guess. And the other one had a great time because they were engaged and got a lot out of it and developed new skills because of their engagement level. And when we think about teachers and we think about virtual professional development, it's really all about the initiative that you take to engage. Um, Because teachers are always in the space of learning. And honestly, that just shows that teachers take the initiative to seek out professional development and make it something that's engaging for them. Now, if you have not registered for Germinate yet and you are listening to this in real time on June 22nd, you have eight days left to register before you will not be able to register anymore. And the live aspects of Germinate happen from July 6th to July 10th. However, you get access to Germinate forever. So if you are not able to make it during those live um, events, it is still worth your $99. Go ahead and grab the link and register. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of the Green and Growing Podcast. I have a special episode today because we have um, five of our Germinate speakers here today with us to answer some questions. And if you are listening to this in real time when it drops on June 22nd, you're gonna get a little sneak peek to what they are bringing to Germinate and kind of get a little inside scoop um, from them. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. And the thing that I really love about Germinate um is that it is teachers across the united states and it is teachers with a wide variety of experience um and so i want you to pay attention to when they introduce themselves kind of their their where they're at and what their experience is because i think it's just such a cool thing to highlight um within within germany so first person up is miss jacqueline vaughn 
Hi, my name is Jacqueline Bond. I teach in the state of Kentucky. Um, I just completed my third year teaching and uh, I'm super excited to be here today. Hey, my name is Katie Rittenhouse and I am a fourth year teacher in the state of Georgia and I'm also very thankful to be here today as well. Hi everyone, my name is Megan Mormon and I just finished my seventh year teaching in Ohio. Hello everyone, my name is Katie Green. I am a fourth year, well just finished my fourth year teaching in the great state of New Hampshire and I am very excited to be here today as well. Hi, uh, my name is Lily Pritt West. Um, I just finished up my 12th year of teaching um, in Texas. And so um, I'm a part of a large urban multi-teacher department. So that's kind of where I'm at. Excited to be here. And for those of you that don't know me, I am Hannah Wedger, Education Director here at Green and Growing. Um, and I teach in Minnesota. I just finished my 10th year teaching um, in an urban school district. So um, excited to hear just the span of um, years teaching and the different places across the country. We have East Coast, um, we have Central. I don't, we don't have anyone from the West Coast, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so one of the first questions that I have for you um, that someone asked is what made you choose to engage in the green and growing community as a speaker um so what made you interested what kind of pulled you into um into the speaking role um when i attended my first germinate which was winter of 2021 um i was actually just overwhelmed by the inspiration that i gained from the conference um, and I realized after I watched all of those pre-recorded sessions that I could do that too. Um, and that was one way that I wanted to uh, enhance in my professional development was become a speaker. So that's kind of how I uh, chose to become a speaker was just by seeing all of those other agriculture teachers that were, I mean, in my, in their first year as well, I was like, wow, I could, I could do this. And I had some ideas up my sleeve that I wanted to contribute. For me, I think it was just trying to find a community that you're that you're involved in. Um, I I teach kind of in I have I have a, a co-teacher with me at the high school, but I'm kind of the only middle school teacher um, in my surrounding area, so I don't really have any people I can kind of reach out to um, in in our our tri-state area kind of um, or tri-county area I should say. But um, but I can always find somebody that I can go to in the the green and growing community, and that's why I like. Um, applying to be a speaker because it, it helps me network and it also helps me become a better teacher um, with with mastering my craft and sharing what what I think that I'm I'm good at so that's that's how I ended up um, joining the, the green and growing community as a speaker this this year I think for me it was uh, virtual coffee um, I started to come to a lot of the virtual coffees and hearing all the people share all the great things there um, and just kind of feeling like I'm getting all these things from other people and it was my turn to kind of start to give back. So I think that's kind of what inspired me to become a speaker. For me, it was really um, this idea of, of giving back to 
resources, giving back to people who I know I gained so much from in my, um, you know, a couple of years ago when, when I was just starting out. Um, and I also kind of got excited. It was a chance for me to share my passions. The first session I ever did was about um, mindfulness and trauma informed classroom management. And that was something I was really getting into. And I just put myself out there to, you know, share it with others. Um, it was pretty well received. And so from there, it's kind of, you know, grown into giving back resources. Um, we've all, you know, gleaned stuff from the internet, um, sharing lessons and stuff. And so I'm glad to kind of be able to do that in um, the setting that is Germany and green and growing. And that's kind of, you know, how I got here and how I want to keep, keep doing this. So I have a little bit kind of different journey, I think maybe because I'm in a little bit different part of my um, teaching career. So it was kind of at a point where I didn't really feel like I was being valued at my current campus. And I kind of felt uh, maybe my administrators weren't really saying a whole lot um, about my teaching. Um, you know, I had good appraisals, but I, I just really wasn't getting that external validation that maybe I needed. Um, and I kind of needed to figure out something to stay in the profession. So a friend of mine a couple of years before had said, hey, I want to do a workshop for a Texas Act Teachers Conference. And I helped her out with that. Um, but it really wasn't my idea. But when I saw this opportunity, I thought, you know, let me take that experience and let me do it for myself. So I kind of felt like I needed to level up. Um, I wasn't wanting to get out of the classroom. I needed to have another kind of layer, um, uh, something for me to work on and achieve so that I could continue to stay in the classroom um, and get that validation that I needed that I was doing good things um, and that um, I was getting better at my job every single year. Um, and so sometimes, you know, we don't get that as classroom teachers, we can spend, you know, 30 years, 40 years in the same profession and your evaluations are going to be great every single year, but that doesn't tell, that doesn't really tell you a whole lot. It doesn't measure a whole lot of what you're actually achieving in the profession. Um, also, you know, I'm in a state where something like over 10, 15% of tech of ag teachers, maybe even 20% of ag teachers in the nation are in Texas. So I'm in my own little you know, ecosystem. And I needed to get out of that ecosystem to be able to find, um, I think, more inspiration and get out of that because um, I felt like I was in a rat race. And so sometimes I needed to get out of that rat race and find out um, some kind of moderation from you, from those from other states that do things a little bit differently. Um, and so I really needed to kind of get that um, that from other states and things like that. So um, it's been something really good for me um, and I continue to engage. I was a, a speaker with the first Germinate conference. Um, and so um, I've continued to stay involved for many years because of how much it's brought to me. There's so many great things to glean from what each one of you said. Um, I think about a conversation I just had with my six-year-old and we were talking about when you teach someone, that means that you really understand the content. And that's like the highest level of learning, right? Um, and so throughout, that's like a common thread that I hear is like, within Green and Growing and within Germinate, we truly believe that teachers are specialists in, in very specific things, especially when it comes to being an agriculture teacher, because we can teach all the things, right? Um, and so tapping into those specialty areas where y'all have, you're at the top, right? You have learned to the highest degree and then you're sharing with others is so cool. Um, and Lily, I just, I, as you were saying that, I, in talking about kind of getting to that point in your career, like year six, seven, eight, I felt like that's when 
personally, I kind of hit my stride as a teacher and felt very, very confident in the classroom. Um, but I think you're right in that it's like, okay, what, what's that next step? Like, I think as teachers, we're, our mindset is we're always learning, always growing. Like that's just kind of what we do as teachers, right? Um, and so when you really hit your stride in the classroom, it's like, okay, what's that next thing? Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that because I've never put that into words for myself personally, but that's really what I have felt um, with Green and Growing as well as wanting to be able to help others get to that point of feeling so confident in the classroom because um, that just changes the whole dynamic. I mean, it, it makes you really enjoy your job when you feel confident in the classroom. Um, so some of you kind of mentioned this, so maybe we can just briefly go go through it, but how did you find out about Green and Growing? Like where was the first place that you got to see it? Mine was not green. It was before Green and Growing was ever born. And it was when Sarah Nurswick had her page that was egg teacher how to's and it was on Instagram. Um, and that's where I would go to get really good like ideas when I was feeling stuck in the mud, like my class is boring, my kids are wild, I need something engaging. And so that's where I first connected with Green and Growing before Green and Growing was a thing and when it was egg teacher how to's. Jacqueline, what did you, where did you first hear about Green and Growing? Uh, my former ag teacher, Heather Pulley, she was a speaker and uh, during the 2020 winter germinate and she was an ambassador and I'm, I'm friends with her on social media, but that's how I found out about germinate was through her. So I was like, wow, I, I need to check this out. So then a year later is when I finally joined the green and growing community. And it was probably one of the best decisions ever. I always laugh a little bit when people ask, how'd you find out about green, green and growing? Because it, it kind of came from me kind of stalking Sarah Nurswick on Instagram because I did not go to school to be an ag teacher. I went to school to be a middle school science teacher and I was very heavily involved in 4-H when I was in high school. I did not think that FFA was an option for me. Um, and when I applied for a middle school science position, my superintendent called me in his office and said, um, you're actually going to be our, our middle school ag teacher. And in complete shock and hesitation, I just immediately went on Google and went, I, I literally think I typed in how to be an ag teacher or something like that. And um, yeah, and Sarah Nurswick's website popped up and Instagram and I just started following her. And then that summer was the first germinate. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, I, I think God sent this to me because this is what I needed. So um, it, it came about in a super roundabout way. And I have been incredibly thankful for all of the germinate conferences and the green and growing community, because I literally became an ag teacher because of this conference. Like I wouldn't know what to do. I had, I didn't know anything about forestry or wildlife or anything like that. And I have learned so much with this, with this community. And I'm incredibly thankful for it because I don't think I would still be teaching ag without it, seriously. Um, I was kind of a late adapter. Um, and I really think that I found, first found Green and Growing um, because of a social media addiction that I developed during COVID. Um, literally, I just threw scrolling Instagram reels, um, some of Sarah's Instagram reels started to come up and then some of Hannah's started to pop up. And um, I think I went to my first virtual coffee in probably 2021, maybe the end of 2020. Um, and then I went to my first 
germinate was winter 2021. Um, so really it just came about from a social media addiction. Uh, for me, um, I had um, one, of, one of our other, other teachers in the state, you know, she was like, oh, hey, have you heard of this Germany thing? She's like, I just went to the, the winter one in 2020. And she's like, hey, if anyone's like interested, like here's their website, like they do one in the summer. I was like, okay, this sounds cool. Um, and I was all about trying to gobble up as much professional development as I possibly could get. And I'm like, oh, this is cheaper than anything that my state university puts out. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I immediately like just loved the format. I loved everything that was going on. I liked clicking through all the videos. And also I knew um, much like um, Katie, I didn't know anything about FFA when I became an ag teacher. I was a 4-H kid and we used to actually make fun of the FFA kids because they, they would do dairy handling while we judged the dairy cows and it was a, always an interesting time. And um, so I didn't know anything about FFA and really it was the FFA content and the SAE content that kind of got me hooked. Um, then I followed, started following the social media and trying to get more involved, started going to virtual coffee. Um, so pretty much once, once the, you, uh, you, you get a little taste, that's all it takes to really want to be invested in this community. So um, I guess I predate uh, even the Germany and the green and growing, and it was still just the ag teacher how-tos. Um, so I had made a kind of a, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm really friends with a lot of other Texas ag teachers and on Instagram. I was intentional about adding um, interesting ag teachers from across the nation. So for me, that's always just kind of how I, I worked on my social media presence. And I guess at some point I'd followed her. She, you know, other people were, you know, uh, following her. I followed her. And so when, uh, you know, I'd had all these people that I was following and getting ideas from and interested and just, I think those people uh, across the board were just giving me inspiration of just, Hey, it's okay to be cool. And it's okay to share. And so when she, um, posted that she was going to do this germinate thing and she was looking for people. I just went ahead and said, you know what, I'll try. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Um, let me be a speaker. Uh, let me try to be a speaker. I didn't have any um, idea if I would be accepted or not. Um, so it was just engaging and taking an opportunity. Um, and that's kind of how everything I've done has just been, let me just try this. Um, I don't know anything about it, but let me try it. And it's always paid off. So it's it's definitely been like that for me. And so I'm very, very grateful that I've gotten to see the evolution of Green and Growing and Sarah and all the things she's doing and added over the years um, and been able to participate in all those amazing opportunities. It's so fun to hear all of your stories because on the other side of it, it we don't get to see like the in Packed or always hear exactly what the impacts are, much like you're a teacher and you send off your little seniors and then years later you see them on Instagram with babies and married and you're like, what? This is not the same child that was giving me a run for my money their senior year. Um, it, you know, it's like that delayed gratification of knowing like what is your impact or like how did how did you impact people? Um, and so, pers like I 
really appreciate just hearing how y'all found us and and what that impact has been for you um because my connection our connection with you has surely impacted me and i know sarah would echo that as well um and our entire team within green and growing i think just like knows that that impact with one another um is there and i think the really cool thing um and Katie, you had mentioned like you, well, both Katie's don't have an FFA background or you like know that you can come to Green and Growing to like ask those questions and learn more and whatnot. Um, and kind of that that space or that community that's been built was kind of by accident. Like Germinate, its original like putting it together um, was just to get professional development to teachers in a way that was easy and was affordable and you didn't have to travel and all of that stuff. Um, but it has morphed into like this really cool community of, my husband said this last night, he's like, it's, I don't see this. He works in the corporate world. And he's like, I don't see this in the corporate world where everyone's like cheering each other on. And he's like, what I see within Germinate is like, y'all are boosting each other up and are excited for one another. Um, and so it's cool. This is a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So another question I have for you related to germinate germinate is what advice would you give people thinking about applying, um, to speak at germinate? I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I could give is just try it. I mean, I, I never thought that I would ever be a speaker at a conference just going in to my i guess it would have been my second year teaching is when i thought about doing it and i mean i i didn't think that i was good enough just because i was in my second year my first year of teaching was cut off because of covid and i was like i just need to try something new i love trying new things um and i i think that if you're if you have uh, a passion for what you're doing. Every, every one of us has our little things in our classroom that we just get and it, it's easy to us. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, think about other teachers that aren't good at that. Mine is classroom management. I, I still need to work on that. Um, but I know that I can go to other speakers uh, within this conference that are really good at that. And that's the really good thing about Germinate is that we get to keep all of that content. Um, but just just the the fact of doing it and trying it, um, it worked out for me. So if if anybody ever um, feels like they're not good enough, that's not true. Like I said, we all have our things that we're good at and we all have things that we can grow at. And one thing that I really wanted to work on was giving back to others. Um, so that's why I decided to become a speaker. And I think that's what um, the push that you just need to think about if you want to apply to be a speaker, just know that you're good at something and somebody's going to gain that from you. So that that's kind of how uh, my mindset was when I decided to become a speaker. I'm really bad with putting words together beautifully, but exactly what Jacqueline just said. Like, <laughs> like I, I can't even like Oh my gosh, that was perfect. Um, yeah, like you just got to find what you're good at. Like for me, I like, I know nothing about tree ID. If goats are sick, I always have to call the vet. Like I, th those aren't my things, but I'm like, I figured the chicken stuff out. So I just applied for germinate 
to just share what I've I've learned in this in this crazy trying to hatch chickens in my classroom um, thing that we've done. And we hatched over, I think it was 130 chicks in my classroom this year. So I just was like, I'm just gonna apply just to to share what what I've learned this year. And it's really cool because once once I got my my speaker acceptance, my um my fiance was like, well, you need to you need to brag on yourself. This is awesome. And so I put it out on Facebook and I had elementary school teachers that I knew back from my 4-H days messaging me going, how do I see this session? What can I do to help? Or what can I do to get some of this content? Because we're trying to hatch chickens in my STEM class and I don't know how to do it. So just find what you're good at, hammer down, just apply, just apply and go for it because you never know what can happen from it. Like, I didn't think that I was going to get accepted as a speaker and sure enough, here we are. I think I would really echo what both of them said. You don't have to have the perfect lesson and it doesn't have to be completely worked out um, like Pinterest perfect, um, but find what you're good at. And you may be doing it in a way that is different from somebody else, but it could help them. Um, and everybody thinks differently, um, but if they hear it in a way that you do it, it may, somebody's going to find value in it. Um, so just be willing to put yourself out there. Um, don't be afraid of the rejection. Uh, it's, it's all going to work out and find that thing that you're really passionate about and share your passions. And then you can also take away from all the other great things that are shared at the conference as well. Yeah. Like ditto on all fronts, um, to add in, um, a little bit here. So even if like you aren't a public speaker, that's not what this is about. The way I think about it is I'm sharing with a friend. I'm just doing what I always do, which is I'm having a conversation. I'm explaining something just in a different structure. I'm explaining, I'm doing what I would normally do. I'm, you know, sharing a lesson with someone in our state PLC, um, talking to someone on Facebook. Um, but this way, I think of it, I'm having, you know, I'm having that conversation with a friend, but I'm also reaching a wider audience at once. I'm not having to, you know, answer 50 million comments on Agad Discussion Lab. I'm not having to share things a million times. I'm directing, you know, we're kind of coalescing the resources a little bit. And so, yeah, just definitely try it. Think of it in that way. Like if you're ever someone who's already doing a lot of sharing, this is an opportunity to do that and have a, potentially an even bigger impact with less um, stress on yourself. Um, and that's kind of, you know, it's never not worth it to put yourself out there if you're already kind of putting yourself out there. So yeah, definitely just go for it. Just like um, Katie with the chickens this year, I decided to go really weird and share something about cats just because I saw a ton of people asking about small animal pet curriculums on Agate Discussion Lab. And I'm like, okay, this is a need. I, you know, I kind of like my project. I'll throw it out to the G&G &G team and see if they like it. And they did. And they gave me suggestions on how to kind of, you know, even expand my topic a little bit more. And so the support is always there. Um, and they'll give you feedback. I'm sure if, you know, you don't get accepted, they'll give you feedback about, you know, the session maybe. So, so yeah, that's my two cents on that. 
So we've all got friends. We've got our ag teacher friends or just teacher friends and they tag you on those um, things and they're like, oh, you're an expert. So they just tag you and there's nothing really else. You just get a random tag and you're like, what is this tag? Or maybe it's the friends that call you and they're asking about how you do something or um, they're asking for advice. And so I think about what is those things that your peers that you really respect professionally and just even personally, what are they looking to you about? What are the things that they're looking for you? They don't call me for certain things. Like if you want to know about cattle, do not call me. I am not your girl. Um, no, but um, if they're asking about how to put a trip together, if you're going to supervise cattle and they want to know about major stock shows here in Texas, they'll call me and be like, how do I do this? How do I get through this line? Whatever. So I think about the things that, um, as I'm trying to come up with, um, what am I going to speak about or what am I, you know, feel like I'm confident enough to be able to talk about? It's the things that they continually ask me about. And they're always going, that's a cool idea. I wish I could do that. Um, tell me more about this um, or the topics that they're always asking. So for one of the topics I've done like two or three times is about um, rabbits and small animals. Well, that's the, what I'm known for in Texas. Like everybody texts, you know, messages me, especially I know when it's, you know, livestock season time, cause they're always messaging me. What, where do I go? What do I do? So those are the topics that I've spoken about most often is because those are the things that people look to me about, um, in my, my group of friends. So think about even just within, you know, a group of three or four people, what are they asking you about? What are they, um, always coming to you about? And on the same note, I would say, encourage your friends to do the same thing because, um, encourage them and say, Hey, I've done this or I'm good at this, but you should be doing this because I don't know anything about it, but you have this expertise. That's amazing. So at the bottom of the speaker, um, application, there's always a section that says, if you want to recommend somebody else do that, that's a great opportunity, um, to get your friends looped in. And I've had former teaching partners get involved in everything I do, good friends. So the more friends you have get that get involved in the speaking, um, I think you elevate yourself because you're surrounding yourself with other content experts. Um, and you get so much more out of it when your friends are involved. And it just becomes this fun thing where you're all speaking, you're all having this conversation about, are you stressed out about trying to do this? And, and you have kind of like a community of people. Um, yeah, the, the big, G and G community is great, but sometimes I want to go to my three or four people that are super close to you. And when they're involved in the same things, um, it helps give me a lot of support. I need to, to be a better speaker. All of those answers are so similar and yet so different in sharing, just thinking about being a speaker. Um, and one thing that I'm really proud of um, within Germany is I've spoken at our state conferences, I've spoken at um, national conference before, um, and I think that Germany does a really good job, and this is my own opinion, but I think we do a good job of um, supporting our speakers. So if you don't know, um, I'm the speaker coach for Germany, which means if you're feeling like I don't know if like I have content to share, but I don't really know how to share it or like what, what, how to put it together in a PowerPoint or like how to, how to organize my information or like I need feedback on my presentation skills. Like that is my job within Germany is to make you feel confident in that speaking space. So like 
one within green and growing i love when teachers feel confident um, but two if you're in that space where you want to elevate yourself where you want to learn new skills we want you to be confident as a speaker as a teacher sharing stuff with peers um, and so we really have our program set up to support you throughout the process um, and i think the other cool thing is that our speakers are compensated um, and so you get free access to germinate um, you get paid you get speaker swag all of the stuff um, which we are also just excited to be able to share that with with our speakers and share that with our um, our our people who are spending the time and putting in the effort to just create these sessions that are that are really incredible um, which is which is you guys putting in all the time putting in the effort putting in the thought to share or to think about how are you going to share this information um now i have one question for you um and this is going to be like a speed round so think about a person friend a teacher who has never been to germinate before and i know that all of you are seasoned germinate attendees so not only have you been a speaker at germinate and you're you'll be a speaker at germinate this summer um, but you have attended germinate conferences before so if you could give someone who's brand new i, I have a coworker; it's their first time ever attending germinate if you are talking to them, what is the one piece of advice you would have for them? Speed round, Jacqueline, go ahead. Attend the live events. That's where you're going to get that community feel is the live events. Okay, you need to get a notebook that is specifically for Germinate and just keep that because you're going to come back for the next five or, or 12 that, that will be, I literally have a, a Lily Pulitzer notebook that's about half full just of all of my Germinate notes. Um, and just keep that and keep it in your book bag because you're gonna be sitting there one day in class going, we've, okay, this, this lesson took 10 minutes instead of 45, what can I do? And you'll be able to pull that notebook out and just be like, oh, here we go, <laughs> here we go. So yeah, get a notebook and write everything down for Germinate. Thoughts, ideas, what you can implement from that. Just, Keep it in your keep it on your person at all times because you never know when you're going to need it. Um, I would say make it a priority. Um, I think it's really easy with it being a virtual conference to kind of say, "Oh, I'll do that when I get time." Um, but really schedule it in and make it a priority. Um, I think my favorite part about Germinate that started at the last Germinate is the podcast. Um, I listen to every session in my car on my way to work. Um, or just while doing different things. And then the ones that I'm like, oh, I really want to go get that takeaway when I got to work, I downloaded the takeaway. Um, I think for me, that was like really awesome. But again, making it a priority, we're all busy and have a bajillion things going on, but make it a priority. And again, like Jacqueline said, go to those live sessions. I would suggest definitely use the goal setting worksheet that you get when you register. It's the first thing that's up on the portal. That's what's gonna help you get organized, prioritize what sessions you wanna do, prioritize what live sessions you wanna do. And it helps keep you focused and organized. And also then you don't have to do everything. You can do what you wanna do. Uh, my advice is look at those sessions, um, look at that goal setting, as um, Kitty Green had said, and decide what things you're ready for. If you're not ready for something and you're overwhelmed and the only thing that you can do is watch three sessions that you need today, 
make sure those three sessions are your priority. Um, get them, you know, watch them, uh, reflect on them, take some time. And you don't have to watch everything just because it's there. You may never have time for it. And you may not like be in the mental space to be, to be ready for that. Do the things that you're ready for my needs as a veteran teacher are totally different than some of my free, uh, friends that are much younger teachers. And so I don't worry about what they need um, and watching those sessions that maybe are geared towards them. I watch the sessions of every year. I'm a veteran teacher and I need different things every year. Maybe I just need motivation. Maybe I need inspiration. Whatever that is, just do what you've got right now with the mental capacity and don't do anything more than what you've got the time, energy, mental capacity for. Um, just commit to something. Um, and whatever you commit to is absolutely wonderful. And if that's three sessions, they're the best three sessions, you know, this year. And then next time you may be ready for more. So just do what you got with what you got. I 100% love all of these answers. Um, I am taking your idea, Katie, and just getting one single notebook because mine is through a bunch of different notebooks. And so I love the it just seems like it's so user friendly to be like this is yes katie's whole katie green is holding up hers right now too <laughs> um the I, lily i do love what you say because there's 30 sessions um and that's a lot that's a lot of sessions to watch it's over eight hours of content to watch when you are going through every single one of those sessions um and what we've really found works well for our attendees just from feedback is to use the goal sheet like katie green said determine like okay for this week or for this conference during the summer my goal is to improve my poa and then pick your sessions based on that or my my goal is to figure out this classroom engagement classroom management piece and pick three sessions that are going to work for that um, something new that we are doing this summer is something called tracks so they're going to line up with maybe specific goals that you have so one of our tracks is um, national chapter and so if you're really working towards that goal of like having a good solid national chapter application we have three sessions that you can watch that kind of build upon one another um, to really set you up for success in in that capacity and there's a couple other tracks that you'll be able to see once you log into the portal portal um, but we just know that 30 sessions is too much for someone to watch um, during during that just like one week span it's too much for our brains to download um, and i think you're right um both jacqueline and megan and saying that like i think it's really important to pick one or two three recorded sessions and then really devote your time and prioritize engaging in the live sessions um which are panels we're doing watch parties as a live session we're doing happy hours um we have two keynote speakers and the reason i say to engage in those live sessions is because that's where the community and the connection is and that's also where really cool ideas come from um that 
you don't get you don't get like 20 30 40 60 100 people and all of their ideas all the time um and what will happen is you'll see this chat and it's literally idea after idea after idea in the chat and then we have a secretary who's taking down all these notes and grabbing the links for you so it's there but it's just this really cool like brain dump mastermind idea um, thing that's happening. Um, and within the happy hours, it's really about the community and building those connections. Um, I, I don't know how many of you know Jason from California, but that's uh, happy hours is where I got to know like this guy's really cool and really fun. But then it made me feel comfortable because I made a connection during happy, happy hour to reach out and say like, hey, Agri Science Fair, I need help. This thing is an animal like help me and it made that connection like yeah we already know each other this isn't me just reaching out to a random person like we already have that connection Alrighty, last question i have for you it's to give the listeners a little sneak peek of your session so if you want to tell them what your session's about name of your session whatever just give them a quick little sneak peek and then just like one nugget of gold from your session. So maybe they don't have a chance to watch your session, uh, but if you just had to pick like one nugget of gold to give them from your session, what would that be? So give me like name, over high level overview of your session, and then what is that one nugget that you would give people? Uh, my session this year is making history fun, but it's floral design edition. Um, I knew when I student taught, I actually got to teach floral design and uh, it was not, that unit was not fun. Uh, so I realized that I needed to make it fun. Um, and just in my session, you're gonna get a whole Jeopardy board and we use that to review. Um, and my students absolutely adored all of those little pieces of review that I did. Cause I mean, rem trying to remember all of those different periods in the history of floral design is really hard to begin with. So I knew I needed to make it fun. So in my session, um, all those little tips and tricks on review is what you're going to get. And that's probably my biggest gold nugget for my session this year. I'm excited for that. I'm, I finally get to teach floral design again this year. So I'm excited to learn, learn from that. Um, the inspiration for my Germinate session called Attaching Time, how to how to have a successful classroom hatch actually came from um actually she's a germinate speaker this summer her name's allison held she called me on my cell phone while i was in the middle of the olive garden and she was like you don't know me but i saw you at germinate last year and i found your farm page and i called your cell phone and i need help because i'm hatching silkies in my classroom which silkies have my entire heart i love them so much and we talked for 45 minutes while i was in this olive garden um and I gave her everything that I could in, in 45 minutes about hatching. And um, so that's kind of where the inspo for, for my session came from, came from this, this year. And um, the biggest thing that I can tell you about like a, a sneak peek of my session is I just like brain dump all of this info to you. But the biggest thing is to just be confident and trust the process because you're not gonna be able to check those sweet babies in the incubator every day because you're gonna mess up your temperature and humidity, but just trust the process. And then if your chicks don't hatch, find a local farmer or tractor supply and sneak them into your incubator that night so that when the kids walk in the next day, they're like, oh my gosh, look what hatched last night. 
and just roll with it. So that's the biggest tip that I can give you from my session if the incubation process does not work in your favor. Or like if your custodian unplugs your incubator the night before they're supposed to hatch or anything like that. But there you go. Katie, I needed that tip. I've had some sad kids with eggs that didn't hatch before. I'm definitely going to watch your session. Um, my session is about um, running a smooth and efficient contest. Um, and I would say some of the biggest takeaways are um, kind of just what to do to make your life less stressful the day of a contest, how to get as much done ahead of time. Um, and I have a whole checklist of things to think about and um, some pre-programmed spreadsheets to help you with results at the end. My session is create a cat, the perfect cat unit, um, pun intended. And my kind of overview is I give you everything about what my create a cat project is and um, how it fits into a unit about cats and structural unit um, that can also be put into an instructional unit about um, pet care or, or uh, small animals, whatever you want, you can probably fit it in there. Um, my big kind of nugget of information is that I not only give you all of my unit materials for teaching about cats, but also I give you suggestions if you are a non-animal science teacher about how you can apply this idea of create a cat project, talking about selective breeding and identity, uh, you know, creation to things like ag mechanics, plant science. Um, I even throw a little agribusiness snippet in there. So don't sleep on cats just because you are not an animal science teacher. There's something for everyone. So my session uh, revolves around online career development um, events. It's something I've done for the last two years. Um, and so it's a basically using it as a way to not only get better uh, for you coaching a team, but also as an excellent fundraiser. Um, I have been for the last six years in a um, large urban program where we're in a non-traditional community. So we're not necessarily even in a suburb. We're just in the middle of a very large city. So um, and it's generated a lot of profit. It's been able to allow me to, to be able to not have some financial freedom for our chapter and say, no problem, whatever. Um, but it's also given opportunities for other chapters when they're looking um, on tight budgets and things like that. So I give you some tips and advice um, so that you can avoid the pitfalls that I ran into. Um, so you can make it a more efficient process. Um, you're not spending so much time. Also give some advice if you're in a multi-teacher department about how to kind of split those things up and make it um, a manageable process. So the biggest tidbit is, is just making it manageable. Um, don't overloading yourself. And I think that could probably apply to anything is, is don't get overwhelmed. Don't um, set any unrealistic goals for yourself. Set realistic goals and you can make, uh, you know, and they'll happen. But if you set unrealistic goals, you are going to be drowning very quickly. All great little nuggets for everyone. And I wish we could do, this is, this is five speakers from our summer Germany. There are 25 other sessions and 25 other massive gold nuggets for y'all. <laughs> um, and I think the really cool thing to highlight as well is just because a session might have a title that maybe doesn't like, for example, Katie Green's session about 
cats like just because it has a title sometimes i encourage you to take like a little even just slide through it you know like speed through pause speed through and see if there's any gold nuggets in there that maybe might work for another class um i know not everyone's brain works that way but we've really encouraged some of our speakers who sarah and i think maybe hey like you could totally make this work for turf grass management but you could also make it work for small animal care um encourage some of our speakers to share some of those additional ideas and and katie has some great ones that she gives you the great the whole layout all the lesson plans for the cat unit but then also gives you some ideas like hey this might work for this class um so that wraps up our time together and I am just so excited. We are nine days away from registration ending um, and then we'll have our little Independence Day break weekend and start up with Germinate on July 6th through the 10th. Um, and that is when all, our, all of our live events happen, um, but you get access for forever, forever. Um, so if you haven't registered yet, if you're listening to this um, in real time, you have eight days left. So make sure that you get registered so you don't miss the golden nuggets that these sweet speakers have for you.